This is Brother Seth with Monday Mornings on the Narrow Road. Our goal, as always, is to uplift our brothers and sisters in Christ and help reinforce those things we're learning through our own Bible study and at Sundays in church. So today we're going to be in the book of Jonah, uh, Jonah and the fish, that Jonah, uh, chapter 3, verses 4 through 10. Uh, and this this section is after Jonah has been swallowed by the fish, prayed to the Lord, and been spit out on shore, and is going to Nineveh. Uh, Nineveh, which uh, is a three-day journey, uh, meaning it'll take him three days to make his way through the city entirely. So, big, big city. It was also the capital of Assyria, um, and was destroyed in 612 BC by Babylon. But here we have, uh, in verse 4, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God, and proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and satin ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. So, you know, here we have this, the initial start of Jonah's message to Nineveh and the Ninevehs the response of Nineveh, which is pretty impressive to me because, so Nineveh is, they're Assyrian. They're not Hebrew. Uh, they are not Jewish. And it's important to note that despite this, you know, Jonah's entering in and he's telling them a Jewish prophet is entering into this, this city, this, the Assyrian capital and, and saying these things, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And verse 5 starts, so the people of Nineveh believed God. It's amazing to me that a people that were not worshipers of the Lord, not his chosen people, had recognized his power, had recognized his authority, so much so that the first day after a guy who had been sitting in the stomach of a fish for three days had been spit up on their shores and then entered their city. And I mean, honestly, he, he probably looked, he probably looked a little bit weird and he probably smelled a little bit weird, but he came in 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God. This is day one. This is on the first day. And if you look at it, in this time frame, you have five, six verses here that cover 
their response to the word of God. And it starts with the people, which would most likely be the people in the streets. And then word came unto the king of Nineveh. He arose from his throne, took off his, his nice robe, covered himself with sackcloth, sackcloth and satin ashes, which was a, a traditional sign of mourning and repentance. <clears throat> Excuse me. But in verse 5, we see that that had started even before the king, from the greatest of them to even to the least of them. In verse 5, we see that the people had already started doing that. Then the word comes to the king, and the king does that. And then the king makes a proclamation and published it throughout Nineveh. And basically, they're fasting. They're not eating. They're not drinking water. They're all covered, man and beast, covered with sackcloth, and they're all crying mightily unto the Lord, unto God. They're all seeking to repent of the evil that has caused God to look disfavorably upon them. <clears throat> and, you know, and it, it went out from the king. And in verse 8 we see, Cry mightily unto God. Let every man and beast cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. So, you know, it's a royal decree to repent, for them to repent of their ways. And then in verse 9, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? He's telling everyone, hey, clean up your act. God's mad at us. This may still not change the mind of the Lord. It may still not turn his wrath from us and it's it is telling to me that again this this takes place based off this almost as soon as the word of the lord comes to the city this this fire sweeps through the populace because they 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 have witnessed or have know the reputation enough of what a mighty God is over Israel that when one of his prophets show up, they completely believe every word and follow it. And it is... It's not sad. It, it has always happened. If you if you think about it, there are some people who, as soon as they hear the word, take no coaxing. They immediately are willing and ready and able and believing and seeking repentance and seeking those that relationship, and they have that zeal. Um, but then there are those, even now, who here and in one ear right out the other you know because the believe me the old testament is filled with those who knew the power of god had witnessed it had seen it their people had been you know devastated through the acts of the lord prior 
and refuse to accept his authority and his, his, his righteousness, his judgment. Uh, look at Egypt with Pharaoh and Moses. They witnessed plague after plague or wonders and kept going, nope, mm-mm, nope, nope, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got guys who can do stuff too. Uh, we don't, yeah. But here, and again, this is not some small town. This is the capital of Assyria. And they immediately repent and seek the favor of the Lord and fear his wrath and his judgment. And that is, that is telling to me, but also, you know, Jonah, Jonah fled because he did not want to go to Nineveh. He did not want the people of Nineveh to have that peace. Um, and partly because they, they, they were Assyrian. But it didn't matter. what Jonah wanted mattered what God wanted. And we see God get Jonah to that place. And we see why God wanted Jonah to go. Cause the people, and God knew the heart of the people. God knew the people were willing to repent, but he knew they needed to hear the right message. And the same is true of us today. Uh, we need to be, the Jonas for our Ninevehs. We need to be spreading the word. We need to be working to move forward the cause of Christ through those conversations. Uh, and you know, I, I, I find it telling because yeah, you will have people who will not want to talk about it. They will revile you. They'll rebuke you. They'll, scoff at you they'll laugh at you but then you'll have those people who immediately take it to heart but the reality is this no matter what they do we're to tell them those are our conversations as believers to have and we never know what the outcome of the message might be or what of the word might be but it's our place to have that conversation if we don't who will if we don't if we don't go to Nineveh when we're called, who will? Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back next Monday with another another message. Um, I ask you to please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. This is Brother Seth. This has been Monday mornings on the narrow road.